The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This episode is brought to you by Gamefly, the best way to rent or buy your favorite games. Head to Gamefly.com slash FarBeyond for a free premium 30-day trial today. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. Beyond. Seriously? Beyond. 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 Right. Beyond. Beyond. I got really excited. I know it was okay. my turn. Beyond. All right. Go that way. He literally, like, he, the, he literally counted us in. You Beyond. knew, you knew when the show was starting. Beyond. Beyond. Okay, I did it. that's enough. Yay. Welcome, we everybody, once again to <laughs> Podcast Beyond. This is episode 526. My name is Max Scoville, and I'm joined today by Brian Altano. Beyond. Andrew Goldfarb. Beyond. And Alana Pierce. Beyond. You really didn't need to say it. We've said it enough times. I think they know the What's name, the name of, the of the show. I know. Beyond. It's podcast unlocked. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> this is theoretically a PlayStation uh, show. Theoretically. Uh, what? <laughs> theoretically, some weeks there's not a lot of news about PlayStation stuff. But you know, there's some there's some this week, so we're going to talk yeah. about it. Um, okay. We also should mention we we're doing this like right before the Sony CES conference, so who knows what they said during mm-hmm. that? Yeah, thing. I mean, it's the, you know the the year the year 2018 is still like a little baby, and it's yeah. waking up. Its eyes are almost open. It's yawning. It's a very young year. <laughs> well, so the winter is up. very close uh, by. There yeah. we go. Um, they yep. uh, they put up the uh, they put up the first the first uh, the drop on the PSN blog of games coming out this year uh, this week uh, the first one of the year. There's some games. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Game Informer did a cover story on God of War. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, and then we got some new gameplay of Metal Gear Survive, which comes out sooner than you think. Uh, but first things first, let's talk about what we've been playing. Uh, have any of you played the games? Yes. I've been playing the games. I actually have not touched a PlayStation device yet in 2018. Get off my show. I know. Get I'm sorry. It's we're one weekend. I know. Yeah. I finally started putting actual hours into Persona 5. Yeah. So I'm in that period uh, that most people seem to go through when they start playing Persona 5, where all they can think about is Persona 5, and I would mm-hmm. want to talk about it constantly. How many, Ooh, wow. how many hours into it? 12. Okay. So okay. Um, I'm... I think I'm just about to start the second palace. Okay. And um, I, at this stage, don't like it as much as everyone else seems to. Like, I'm definitely addicted to it and thinking about it all the time, and I want to play it really bad, but I, I'm not like, yes, this is the best RPG ever made, or JRPG I, ever I mean, at the end of the day, it's still like, it's still sort of a chore to play in a lot of ways. <laughs> I mean, Shay, you, you, I... you've got your own set of issues about this, but... I mean, the moment-to-moment sure. moment combat is like, it's it's good, but it's like, I mean... It's, it's turn-based it's, 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 still, yeah. it's still grindy, yeah. yeah did you do like a pasha? A pasha. Pasha. <laughs> I haven't had major <laughs> grind <laughs> issues because, the, the I mean, sure, maybe in the palaces, but I find that most of the time, you know, the day-to-day activities, the way that it's segmented into the, the time means it never feels grindy. It feels like an mm-hmm. important choice every time. It's never like, you have to do this repeatedly. And it's also just like, the thing that always surprises me about it is how well-paced it is. It's a very hard game to be like, I'll wait till the end of this chapter and then move on because it's like oh the next day you have exams but you don't have to like walk to your classroom and go x do exam it's just right. like boom mm. you're in it see that's yeah. my thing with that is is that the part of it that is theoretically the most exciting about that game is that you, you go and you do magical things and you fight the monsters in the it's dungeon totally not my that part, part exactly yeah like i want to like i want to like talk to the girls and do my homework like yeah I don't know right what. now i'm trying to get my kindness up so i can ask uh, on out on a date and that's been very exciting i've been working at the plant shop because it yeah. increases your is kindness you okay yeah and, I've and also more got, hangs out the window. It's very cute. Yeah, it is very cute. And sometimes you have to make uh, bouquets for people and they give you extra money. And uh, I've also been 
just like generally trying to upgrade certain things. Like I've got my charm up, which uh, involves going to a bathhouse when it's raining. And I bought this Zara book because it'll teach me kindness when I'm on the train. There it's just like all of this stuff that sounds so silly in practice. It's very fun to do in game. And I'm there's like those, there's those, those incredible moments where you're like, oh my God, I got a seat on the on the train this morning on the way yeah. to work. So I get to read a book. You, know? you can <laughs> also like, if you don't want to read the dialogue in those parts, you can forward through pretty much everything, mm-hmm. um, including combat, which I actually do quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So unless it's a fight that I think is going to be hard or... Oh, no, that's pretty much only it. It's only if I think I really need to pay attention. Otherwise, I will forward through a fight because you just yeah. press the options button and then it like fast you will, through everything. It'll start to punish you for doing it. It has, yeah. and that's the one time I died is because I forwarded something that I shouldn't have. Yeah. So I know that now that I need to pay more attention, but that's why I'm doing the... Um, the like truth vision thing where you can scan the enemy mm-hmm. their level beforehand. So basically anything that's my level, I can do it with. And but it'll tell you like once you start to scan stuff, it'll tell you like if they repel physical damage because then it's yeah. like oh no, if you if you rush it, you'll just be hurting yourself. Basically. Yeah, and so, you need to pay yeah. attention to that. But I, I like all those options, and I, I am really enjoying that moment to moment gameplay. And I think it is one of the best paced games that I have ever played. There are no lulls, and I'm 20, twelve hours in and still feel like oh, I'm basically uh, still in the tutorial, and you're I'm like, fine yeah. with that. I think you're like exactly about where I am. Like I just started the second second dungeon. Okay, uh, I'm, I think I'm just about like I think tomorrow night is when I will start the second dungeon yeah. based on what's going. I don't on. like yeah. the thing is is I I don't know if I burn myself out on running around Tokyo in a video game because of the two Yakuza games that I burned mm. through last year. Uh, I really like Persona. I want to I want to play it, but at the same time, it just it feels like a, a daunting chore at this point. Where I'm like, well, I'm like 13 hours in. It's absolutely it's not the 70, kind of game that I would know? recommend to everyone, though. And I yeah. had that too, and then I didn't want to play it. But there's not a lot out in January until Monster mm-hmm. Hunter, so I'm like, this is the perfect time to do it. But I, I do think that while people who like anime or like JRPGs are going to really like this game, I, I wouldn't recommend it to everyone. Mm-hmm. I th- don't think this is the kind of game. And same as Neo. It's like not the kind of game that you could tell everyone to play, whereas like Every- something like Horizon, you can't. Also, everyone sh- keeps telling me that I won't like it. Probably not. And See, I, I actually think you... Playing it on easy, I think you would love it. But mm. Not like to, I just think you're not going to want to deal with the uh, strategy of the battles. But I think going to Shibuya and Shinjuku and Akihabara, you would absolutely love. Sure, like, I, I don't like want to work Tokyo in a plant store, but the rest of that stuff sounds cool. You can go plant store is really cool. You can go to the batting yeah. cages instead. You can. You can work at Seven Eleven. Oh, yeah. you can get different jobs. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah a bunch of jobs. You be a bartender. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yes, yeah. actually, you can. yeah. Um, but you, you have to like have a certain level in something before you can get the job. I think it's uh, once you're in Shinjuku, there's uh, so there are three hubs in the game. There's you start out with Shibuya, and then after I think the third palace, you get Shinjuku, and then after the I guess well, before you start the fifth, you get Akihabara. And those hubs are like every time you open a new hub, you open like a drastically new set of confidants, and you open like new like areas to explore. See, I didn't stuff. know I didn't know Akihabara was in there. Now I want to go yeah. in there, Electric Town. Well, and that's the thing, like those like those are. It's not like they like like if you don't like the game, up to that point, you're not going to suddenly. Find in love with it but they do offer like a couple more unique spins on things and so mm-hmm. like in Akihabara there's like a social link that's in an arcade with like a kid that I, it's like one of my favorite ones Andrew what that is the one awesome. thing that you like love about Persona what is the one thing that sells you on it um you know honestly I think it is that balance and, and you nailed it like I think the reason so many people are like like half jokingly like I started playing Persona 5 and I blacked out and I'm 40 hours in is that feeling of like you can just kind of find yourself playing it forever and I, I agree about the pacing like I think like that that balance of what you're doing in the real world and how it, I think in this one especially how it affects what you do in kind of the fake world or the or the metaverse is really really cool yeah and I really like the kind of give and take of you have to decide if you were playing it for story and if you're playing it for story and only doing the characters you're interested in you might be hurting yourself when it comes to combat but vice versa if you make the decision to level somebody up in order to get their like combat skills you might be hurting you might not care about yeah. the character every single block of time in that game is a decision that feels important and i think that's really impressive that sounds incredibly stressful well one thing that i was thinking about (laughs) is like i feel like and i mean this is like not a great thing to hypothesize about but maybe this is a game that appeals to people who have like a little bit of anxiety because it's something that you feel like you can manage yeah in a way that's like you know you have all these choices laid out and you choose them and i imagine for, for people who have anxiety uh that it's something that you can find very very fulfilling and I, I, I mean, yeah. I would like to see a study into that, like the different games that deal with anxiety I've, in different ways. Yeah, I've and seen, I imagine I've seen this that. does a good job. I've seen that recommended to people with with anxiety to kind of like to push right. that push their, your buttons intentionally. And like games like XCOM, where it basically doesn't let you go back and revisit everything and be like, well, what if I did this instead? It's like, nope, commit to it. Just power through. Just yeah. go and make the yeah. choice. Or the Souls games, honestly. Like yeah. it's like yeah. those are games where it's like if you die and lose all your souls or whatever, it's like hopefully you get it back. Otherwise, yeah. sorry, you made that decision. Well, yeah. I mean, the weird irony, the kind of meta irony of, of Persona is that it's a game about 
time management and I'm like concerned about playing it because I'm like, what, what, there's other Your games I can play in that, in that. But there's nothing right now. That's why January is the well, only good time to play it until Monster Hunter I, comes out. I had, then, you almost I saw what you almost did. <laughs> yeah, I got out of it real quick. Let's um, just roll right through that. Uh, no, I had, a, I had one of those, you know, that's <laughs> a different game. You know, that thing you do where you, you get up and you, you're like, you're like, I want a snack and you go to the fridge and you open it and you look at it and you close it and you walk away and you come back five minutes later and you hope that maybe there'll be something different in the fridge. Yeah. It's like decision paralysis, yeah, whatever it's called. I did, yeah. that with, I did that with video games this weekend and just media in general. And I was like, I tried I, to eat them. I tried to eat them and they, they weren't I very good. I opened up my fridge and then put my games in there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, to, to be honest, no, like, that's, that, that is exactly my problem with when I have a backlog. Yeah. If no, I have like I more have, than three games to play, I play nothing. I have like, uh, I literally have a note stock on my phone that has the list and order of things that I want to play them in. Oh, wow. Like, literally a awesome. list of things that I want to play. In See, I have that with movies. I have a handwritten list of movies and I watched two of them on my list this weekend. But yeah. in terms of games, I was like, I know that I should be playing. I should play near. I should play Wolfenstein too. And I go in the, the, the store. And of course, now that I'm like, I'm going to get these. I'm like, they're full price. They were like 40 bucks last weekend or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm just like, damn, damn it. And so I looked at my, my library and my backlog and I was like, what do I have in here? I've got like 239 games in my, in my PS4 library. And I'm like, clearly something here will grab my attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like I bought Alien Isolation a while ago because it's uh, it was like six bucks, which is insane. Uh, and I, I booted that up, and I like I've been putting that off for a while because I know that it's like a scary game, and I'm not good at scary games. <laughs> Stops being scary though. I don't. I don't believe you. It totally gets. To I'm very. Like I'm like dude, we're Dan just put B-roll up on the monitor here, and I got startled by it. I'm I mean, very. I'm very scared of Alien. That game. I hate uh, the Alien, but I love him. I mean, I no. I, I mean the Alien. I can't even tell you why if you're going to continue playing it, but it gets less scary, I, I promise, um, in that it becomes more of an action game in the latter half. Mm-hmm. Uh, my biggest criticism of this game is that it's 10 hours too long. I agree. Yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of, I kind of know that going in, too. Um, but the whole thing is, like, I love like I love the environments. Like, part so of, well I mean, I've, I feel like Resident Evil... Uh, Resident or the newest seven. five seven ten yeah. <laughs> Resident Evil seven wow I got my numbers correct uh, I think it owes a ton to this game like this sort of feels like a like I, I've never really directly correlated the two but I think there's this is sort of feels like a huge predecessor to that game interesting um in in the same w- way that like a lot of the gameplay is sitting behind a thing and shaking. <laughs> And being yeah. afraid for a yeah. very long time and holding your breath. But it's also I mean, it's, but when it starts it's, in isolation, it is really scary. I know. <laughs> but it like looks uh I mean it, it it is a survival horror game in first person, you know, and it, it really plays with like I was looking at the um the settings on isolation. I totally forgot about this, but there's good God. Oh, that's oh, terrifying. God. Um but yeah, like you She's okay. It starts out <laughs> and it's like, hey, do you want to use your PlayStation camera for this? And I'm like, well, what would that do? And you can use your own head to look around corners and it will also use background noise in your environment to like to, to alert enemies. To that's presence. not fair. No, that sucks. That's a terrible thing to do. And that's the kind of thing like PT. You was have a dog. With. Exactly. So if like the UPS guy shows up and my dog starts barking and then a xenomorph comes and kills me, I will have a bad time. So just but that's say no. it. Yeah, so I just I don't know. I played a bit of the game. I like I am such a huge fan of that uh, that set design for that that movie, and I love all the details. And it's just it is such a wonderfully, beautifully faithful adaptation of that, yeah. of that franchise. I think yeah. uh, I mean it was controversial. I think Ryan McCaffrey gave it like a six point five or something, yeah. IGN, which I, I disagree with. I th- I do think that the game is better than that, but it does drag on a lot towards yeah. the end. But I almost feel like I think this I is bought something it for that six point five dollars. There you go. Which is a I feel steal. like this is something that everyone should play the first six point five hours of. The yeah. start of it's really really good. Um and. It's like sort of when you start to learn the patterns of the xenomorph that it becomes, oh, this is a video game that I can analyze yeah. rather than, oh, this is a thing that is scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we get a lot there of pushback on this show and other shows here at IGN where we talk about games being too long sometimes. Um, and I, it, it's it's to me, is it's something I will always fight for is that – there is a perfect video game length, and I think that's not uh, attributed to every game must be six hours or ten hours. But uh, some games work great as six-hour experiences. Some are great ten. Some, some are, are great hundred, you know, like Persona. Yeah. Like if Breath of the Wild was ten hours long, I wouldn't like that game as much. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's that. Like we're saying, games are too long. I think it's at a case-by-case basis. Yes. And the alien isolation thing that happens is you really get to a point where you're like. Oh, are you kidding me? And it just keeps dropping you these things that feel like a climax. So it's probably that the climax is faked so many times that it drags towards the It's end. also that I don't think I've ever, the only time I've ever walked away from a game and said that was too short, I meant in a good way. Like I've never complained about a game being too short, but there are plenty of games that I felt overstayed their welcome. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's more that I, I feel like I find myself, it's not that I think all games are too long, but I totally agree that case by case, some yeah. games are definitely too long. Yeah, and the yeah. balancing act is obviously you're dealing with uh, you know, an audience that is mindful of how much money they spend every year on video games, and they want to get the most bang for their buck. And I think that comes at a head with 
narrative, right? And when you have a strong narrative and you want to make those decisions in storytelling, um, you have to meet people halfway and you have to say like, we have a vision for a story. Um, and someone else is like, I have a vision for my $60 lasting an entire year. Sure. Yeah. Well, we have to meet somewhere here. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's like the order 1886 is kind of an example of that, right? Where like, that's a game. I really liked that, that like, game. I feel like I'm an apologist for that game and that I like, no, I did but too. I, especially I, when it was, I got it on sale for like six bucks one day. And that's exactly yeah. the thing. It, like that is like a movie rental. You know, buying that might sale. be one that I felt was a little too short. And, and that's what I was about to say. Exactly. Like that's a good example of one that like when you buy for 60 bucks, like absolutely that game is too sure. short. Yeah. But yeah. like as a, like if you pick it up now for nothing, it's like actually like you can really appreciate the world. Based on the value, I wanted more from that narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted more from that story. Like, I totally feel like if it had done better, we would have seen the Order eighteen eighty nine. I think we will. Yeah. I want to see the Order nineteen eighty six. We talked about yeah. this like yeah. three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I wish there were like, more games. about Marty being born. <laughs> I wish there were more games that were like an hour or two long that I could just sit down like on on a rainy day and be like, oh, I just powered through this. Well, like, I in the same way I would watch a movie. Yeah. Bioshock Burial at Sea yeah. being just a beautifully condensed version of the other Bioshock games yeah. in mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, you absolutely can have this exact same amount of narrative impact in three hours. Yeah, yeah. and Minerva's Den. Like yeah. Minerva's Den is, is perfectly, like that is DLC. the tightest Bioshock experience. And yeah. yeah, it's it's Well, I mean, Uncharted Lost Legacy felt like kind of a weird remix mashup yeah. of the rest of the Uncharted games and they kind of cherry picked mechanics that worked and it mm-hmm. was like a thing you could get in and out of in seven hours or whatever. So, yeah. 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 This episode is brought to you by Gamefly, the best way to rent or buy your favorite games. It has gotten increasingly difficult to try games before you buy them, but Gamefly lets you take your pick from a library of over 9,000 titles, including the biggest new releases like Assassin's Creed Origins, Call of Duty World War II, NBA 2K18, Madden 18, and many, many more. Gamefly will ship these games to you, and you can keep them as long as you want. There are no late fees or due dates, and shipping is always free. This breaks down to as little as 54 cents a day, which is a lot cheaper than dropping 60 bucks on a brand new game that you can't stand playing. Plus, you don't even have to leave the house. Oh, and they rent movies too. Normally, a Gamefly trial only lets you check out one game at a time, but if you head to Gamefly.com slash farbeyond, you can sign up for a free premium 30-day trial that lets you check out two games or movies at a time. Try it out today again at GameFly.com slash far beyond. Another game I played this weekend that I'm actually happy I finished, I want to give a shout out to this, is the game Nog. Yeah. Uh, this is I, I played this game a million years ago at E3 and I was like, this is a funny little puzzle game. And then they were like, it's also for PlayStation VR. I maintain this is like one of the coolest things you can do in, in PSVR because it is not uh it's not disorienting. It's this game where you basically are fiddling with these little like it feels like uh like dioramas or play sets, but they're yeah. all yeah. kind of these pop-up book puzzles to them. And they're not they're not super challenging, but they're just they're just interesting. I've only ever played it in VR and it's basically like Monument Valley. But I mean some of it is a little challenging. There were like bits where I got a little bit stumped oh, yeah. and then you figure mm-hmm. it out and it's enough to be like, oh, I get it. Like it it's also, satisfying. Yeah. It does this thing when you when you finish one of these, they're all these separate little heads. It's very modular. And you finish one of them and the whole thing sort of celebrates. Like it just lights up and all these little animations happens. And the, the sound design is just mm-hmm. spectacular. Like I just got a I got a sound bar and like surround sound stuff for for Christmas and like just just having that on full volume and it's just like and there's like little birds chirping and lights going off and stuff. I remember the space bot too. Isn't one of the loading screens is that like that space Uh, clip that we're seeing on the video right now because it's it's like you I remember it being one of the first like moments in PSVR I was like whoa. Yeah. No that was actually it was one of the first games oddly enough that made me slightly nauseated in in PSVR which Mm. I think think they kind of I think either I got used to it or tightened up or whatever but um yeah, it's a really neat little game. Um, it's actually it's it's made by this uh, studio called Co-op. Uh, they also worked on um, God. I think it was Deus Ex Go. I want to say. Oh, like, Deus they, Ex they, like, Go was very good. Yeah, they like partnered with. But they I, this is like a wonderful, like beautiful little game, and I just uh, I've had a really wonderful time with it. And it was like exactly the right amount of like interaction this weekend when I was kind of feeling like weird and like listless and distracted. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's one of those, you know, crappy rainy weekends in, yeah. in early early January when there's not a lot to play. Good game to be in VR. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, Brian, you, you playing anything these days? Oh, I'm still playing Battlefront too. I know I'm yeah. not. I'm not supposed to enjoy that game, and the internet hates me the for checks liking. Keep showing that. up. Yeah, they keep paying me to, to talk about it. EA, thank you so much for paying me to talk about Battlefront Two, the number one video game of all time in history. No, literally, no company has ever paid me to talk about a game. Um, no, I'm still playing this game. They added a bunch of Last Jedi stuff. Uh, which is a film I really enjoyed. Another thing I'm not supposed to like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, no, it's uh, the crate map is phenomenal. And if I hadn't seen the movie, I'd be pretty pissed because it's pretty spoilery. But it's really gorgeous. And um, it's basically that weird 
salty mine planet where uh, it, it works in phases. You're fighting the big sort of wa- new walkers that they added and then you're jumping into these trenches and battling each other and then you go Which inside. It's cool because that doesn't happen in the movie. Yeah, so it's, it actually like gives you a level of understanding of that the way that battle could have worked even better because uh, you're sort of experiencing it. Also, the new heroes are fun and like honestly – a big pushback about this game was the sort of microtransaction stuff that never actually came to be. Yeah. Um, Cause all you know, before the game actually came out. Yeah. All the, all the audience was very vocal about it. EA got trigger shy the day of, they pulled it all out and like upgrading star cards is really easy and really fun. I, I regularly see the game on sale. I feel like in four or five, six months, that game's going to be like 10 bucks and it's going to be just a incredible blast oh it'll be it'll be spectacular yeah i'm I'm waiting to see like they left it extremely open-ended and and heavily implied those were coming back they were like we're removing them for now basically Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i'm number one like literally they could be the best system ever and i feel like they're inevitably going to get a ton of backlash it has to be cosmetic and it can't be they already said that with you know the dark thing which i get so it's like you can't just make pink Darth Vader, which I get is totally the joke, but it's like you can't do that with Disney. Right, they wouldn't exactly. do that. Right. So it's like I, I understand that would be really hard for them. Yeah, that's so the weird. I, just, thing I don't about know. It. I, I think at a certain point, it's this weird like it's just hanging over that game that it it could well, come back and it could be bad. The yeah. thing is, is by then like. Everything I want, I will have unlocked. I already do. Um, most of my cards I'm upgrading because like it's pretty easy to do that. You, I open up loot crates in that game all the time, but they're free, basically. Like You play a couple matches, you get some points, you don't know what to spend it on, so you either buy heroes, which you unlock in your first two or three days of playing, or you open up crates that will be like, oh, cool, I have like a level four card of like a turret gun. And you also just get those for starting, basically. Yeah. Like, you get what you would and have also, gotten, which is cool. Yeah, and they're doing this stuff now that's sort of, it's called the Last Jedi Season, and they'll be like go kill 100 people in like a week and you're like all right cool yeah and then you jump in there and they're like here's 5,000 credits that's that lets you open like three crates yeah just like multiple amounts yeah so they're just constantly giving out stuff something i didn't see anybody actually get mad about was uh i don't know a few months into the first battlefront being out they put up this thing where they're like hey for 20 bucks you unlock everything yeah it was just like oh that's really crappy mm-hmm. it's like, but at the same time if, if you're jumping on that game late and everyone on there has like all the best gear and they know what they're doing you kind of want that edge maybe and i mean maybe sure. you're getting the game on sale to begin with i mean at one point you could get the ultimate edition for like i don't know it was a nine bucks or something yep. and then it's like maybe you want to just play catch up and just get all the crap yeah. and, and like and mmos do that all the time it's like if you jump in at the newest expansion sometimes you can just essentially fast level up to like right. 50 or whatever. Yeah. Well, like i think about it like i mean the one of the biggest backlashes against this game was that they thought people would get really high level stuff early by paying into it with real money and would put them at an advantage over everybody else which is i don't know the way our government works right now i mean but i like, absolutely stand by the beta being terribly pay to win oh for, it yes, really for was sure. it was like a system where everyone else's online experience was hurt by the fact that people could just fast track through it and a player who has worse skill would be better at you there were things that would make you invincible like mm-hmm. do extra damage like it was bad and i am very interested to see how they implement it yeah. again in I, the meantime it's fine i'm, yeah, just, it's I'm totally stoked fun. to see them roll out content for this game for a little while i don't know if the initial backlash will actually come back to kind of it hasn't it. it's still sold fine yeah, yeah. Exa- no exactly yeah <laughs> so i mean i don't know maybe they'll just wait until people die down or whatever but i mean i, was, I jumped on reddit like a few weeks ago and it was just like I feel like after the fact, it's like, aren't you supposed to be mad about The Last Jedi now or something? But it's still like front page. It was like something, something. Here's why EA Star Wars sucks or whatever. And it was just like, I mean, I get it. He's still mad, but it's I think it's been popular to like hate to really, EA for a long time. It really yeah. has. Yep. Well, it's um, cool because I'm like, I follow a bunch of like Twitter accounts of like Battlefront updates and like podcasts that talk about the game and stuff like that because I'm interested in seeing it grow and develop. And a bunch of people now are kind of just like, hey, uh, Chewbacca's not strong enough. And I'm like, oh, cool. We can get to the real issues now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can talk about the stuff that's actually affecting us, us who are playing. You know, it. honestly, like, my whole issue with the, with the Star Cards thing, like, aside from microtransactions, is I just, I hate how it feels. Like, I hate the feeling of getting a card. Like, there's nothing mm. exciting about that to me. And I get that they're doing this kind of, like, trading card, yeah. like, collectible thing. But I liked it so much better in the in the first time when it felt like you were getting a gun. You were getting a thing. Right. Whereas this is just modifiers. And it's there's something so just – it's it's kind of 
removes the the you know the the, the sense of disbelief. Reminds you you're playing a video game. Yeah, I'm like this yeah. is oh you've got like I'm I'm comparing like the number of like little blue bars it has to how powerful the thing is, and it's like oh it's a plus three, and I'm like that's just a modifier. Yeah, like that's yeah. not like a cool new blaster that I can like read. Well, they they like, can oh. be. Yeah, I mean they can be like you can, you can be like I want a turret gun here, or I want an ion cannon here. I want like this Jawa blaster. Or I want this. Like yeah. you can swap those out like that. I don't but know, I will say yeah. you could have you could I mean you could ha- max out every card and be terrible at the game and still get shot in the face by a dude that just has a regular ass gun. Yep, sure. like to- that's how so. it goes. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I don't know. I'm I I keep telling myself I'll jump back into it in like a few months when yeah the, you when totally should. I want to play the DLC like the the rest of the campaign. I still haven't. Yeah, I finished it in like an yeah. hour and ten minutes. It's, it's totally interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's I mean, you can yeah. you can tell you can tell there were a lot of ideas going into it, and then there were a lot of powers that be that were like, what if it was a little bit shaved yeah. off? <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. curious to see what the rest of the content seasons are too, because that was like you know back before any of the bad will from the beta happened like when they announced those content seasons and especially when they were like the first one's last jedi it was like yay so i don't know if they'll go all the way through till solo yeah or, oh, absolutely like, oh totally yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i think they're gonna support this game I mean, the, for the a final long time. one for the first battlefront was rogue one yeah, yeah well exactly was, yeah well and that's why i'm wondering like i don't know I, I wonder what else they can pull from that they haven't yet it's made me yeah. totally appreciate the prequels more, which is something I didn't yeah. think was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. Give me, give me some Gungans. I want to be the Gungans. I, I agree. Captain, <laughs> Captain Tarples. Um, anyway, uh, speaking of Captain Tarples, he has nothing to do with God of War, but Game Informer Nailed had a big... Segue. What? Nailed that segue. Yeah, I don't know. I don't that care. Good. Captain Tarples. Anyway, um, yeah, so Game Informer's cover story this month is God of War, the new one, and they have a bunch of details here about... Where if it was the old one. What? It would be weird if it was the old That would one. be really weird. They're like, great news. We got our hands on God of War 2. <laughs> Featuring Captain <laughs> Topples. It was on sale at our local Babbage's. I'm like, what year Kevin is it? Kevin the janitor went down to an old... <laughs> odd well, actually, kind of weirdly related systems. to that, they just recently updated uh, the first, the original Battlefront 2. Oh, the 2005 Oh, yeah. 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 That's yeah like it really got weird. a patch. It's so, so weird. So this weird. year. Who... Who? Is there like, Why? is there some guy in the crawl space at LucasArts who's like, ah, finally, the nerfs are complete. Yeah. Someone also put um, Matt, the radar technician from the Saturday Night Live skit in That's as awesome. a hero. Which yeah, it's really so funny. Awesome. Yeah. As a mod, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, God of War, uh, Game Informer's cover story. We learned a whole lot of great new things about this. Uh, you real can't quick. jump. You can't jump. You cannot jump no, in this game. There's no jumping, no jumping and no oh, swimming. swimming. It's Ellie all over again. Uh, I like this. No jumping or swimming. Uh, that sounds like pool rules. Like, uh, Kratos and RDS will use boats, as we've like seen that. in the trailers. It's cool, I guess. Boats are to like fun. get up stuff that they were going to jump on. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> They're like, How will we get up here? Just use the boat. You just prop it up like a ladder. Uh, I wonder, can you climb? I think there'll be yes, some, yeah, definitely. We've seen climbing in, in some of the stuff. Um, in terms of weapons, I thought um, they just threw it at the seagull. <laughs> uh, they're, being, they're being very tight lips about tight lipped about uh, other weapons in the games, but the axe and the shield are apparently the main like main mechanics there. Uh, we will find out what happened to Kratos' old chains. His big old, yeah. big old, his big bola ties or yeah, whatever. They made it sound like we'll find out about a bunch of his weapons, which I think is cool because I know extremely little about Greek mythology, but I really like uh, kind of seeing what they weave in and, and mm. what would have happened to those. By old chain, did they mean his wife? Oh, no, she's dead. Uh, <laughs> That's why he's um, gray. But in terms of uh, <laughs> combat, they said that enemy variety, strengths and weaknesses and all that, uh, it sounds a little bit like Arkham with how they approach that, uh, like different classes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shield is used to parry as well as to melee. And I like this. Artius is used in combat as the square button while also acting on his own. So you, I guess you can like press square and like pick Some up your child square. and just whip him around. My I, son is a weapon. <laughs> I, I really like that it's... Uh, they I'll talk throw like, my boy at you. It's <laughs> funny because a lot of this is sort of stuff they've talked about, but it's like the clearest they've been. Like I like that uh, he's contextual. Yeah. So it's like certain times he'll do different things. Like you can like tell him climb up there and be safe or whatever just by hitting that button. And I like the idea of... Yeah, this is basically like a Banjo-Kazooie sequel. <laughs> well, I like yeah. games that do... Like the partner system, like that. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Enslaved did it really well. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. oh, it absolutely. was mostly you helping her. But I like that kind of system, and this seems vaguely similar to that. They can be called on for useful things. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I like. I kind of like the idea of having just like one primary weapon that you like this trusty weapon that you bring with you everywhere. And I know that like people probably want to see more variety, but I think you'll be able to upgrade it and learn spells mm-hmm. and learn other. Cool yeah. And they stuff. said there's some crafting. Um, yeah. They said there's yeah. a, let's see skills, armor weapons can all be upgraded. Uh, and it uses some type of crafting system. They're kind of vague about that. Um, but I think safe bet would be kind of last of us, uh, horizon ish. It's not going to be like, 
you know, full-blown Skyrim, go to a table and start, yeah. you know, crafting leather or whatever. Like hey, I am, uh, like, just tremendously excited for this it, game. I, I, yeah. Like, it's it's totally keeping, like, I'm going to love this yeah, game. Yeah. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. the more it's coming together, the more I'm like, this is this is my kind of game. Like, yeah. I love stuff like this. So that's, when does that's it incredible. come out? Uh, we yeah. still don't know. We don't know. Everyone's Let's, mad Everyone guess. Yeah. Uh, I, my guess is we'll get a release date at E3. Oh, okay. It'll no, be, it'll be they fall. said I think early it's out 2018. So I, I, I think, think it's May. out in May. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think May is. I think May is a good bet. Oh, all right. Yeah, I think they said so early got three 2018. three Mays and one release date at E3. Well, the, <laughs> the funny thing is, like, early 2018 is a very carefully worded thing because it mm-hmm. just basically means before June 30th. Yeah. This is so, a spring. June, but that would play, be dumb. If this yeah. is a spring PlayStation exclusive, that means it'll be delayed till fall. That's yeah, I mean, that, that's always that's totally possible. And I'm okay with that. I just feel like they would have delayed it already. Like, I feel like this has to be announced. The release date has to be announced soon, mm. or a delay has to be very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I agree. monkey man. Yeah, like I feel like we've got to find out in the next month and a half. Um, yeah, real I quick, agree. a few more details here. Uh, there are rune slots in the act, axe that can change the properties of the weapon for both light and heavy attack, which makes sense. Kind of you know little little upgrade thingies. Um, let's see. The game is one continuous shot, which I think is really really cool. Yeah. I really really like that. Just yeah. to be like you're you're with this per it, it, there's something about the, the sort of the tense of a video game and that mm-hmm. there's always the passage of time is always sort of vague and stuff but i like the idea of this being if this is you know a, a 10 hour game I, they, no, they've said how long it is it's like 30 hours or something yeah but it's like this is somebody's this is somebody's very long day yeah that's yeah. a hell of a day i mean yeah. if you look at like the last of us I and mean, there's seasonal changes in that game. well i was thinking about this earlier and it could in theory still do those seasonal changes in that like it could have you sleeping somewhere and then have like a montage or a, a time lapse of things. Yeah, just with no cut. Sure, sure. And it yeah. could do that kind of stuff because I imagine that they want to show a lot of character development with Arteus so I can imagine them doing jumps and just doing it in a creative way. Yeah, uh, that's actually, that looks. you're totally right because I'm now that I'm thinking about it, like I sort of want the dynamic between these two characters to grow and evolve. Right. Mm-hmm. I want them to learn from each other and I don't know how much you well, can get in a it day. It has to be yeah. completely, it has to either be a complete like slice of life, this is 30 hours real time yeah. in their life or it has to, yeah, it has to tell a story over time. Yeah. Like I don't think there's really a middle ground there, you know, like I want to see, I either want to, end with Artius older and having mm-hmm. learned something from this and, mm-hmm. and I don't know maybe Kratos dies in this like I don't well, know because it's, it's like when we get to reconnect with Joel and Ellie in The Last of Us 2 um, whenever that comes out like there's going to feel like the time that's been spent between that game and now they were together and they were yeah. learning from each other or they were angry at each other or whatever it is right um, there's development that happens in that game over time there's nurturing there's resentment and I think that uh, I want to see some of that here mm-hmm. But also, I am totally okay with them just being like, well, here's what it's like to raise a kid in this awful yeah. world for a day. Uh, yes. One thing I'm, I'm very happy about, this should be like a no-brainer after after Last of Us, but Arteus can't be killed in gameplay. So it's kind of like an Ellie situation where, you know, Arteus is going to, you know, you, you don't have to babysit him, basically. I, just, mm-hmm. I mean, just that's the, that's the plot of the game. You're babysitting, but you don't actually have to mechanically babysit. Because right. otherwise yeah. it would be just one giant escort mission. God, that would yeah. be horrible. Yeah. Uh, I love that we're at a point with games where like AI is smart enough that that's possible. You this know? looks so good. This is going to be awesome. Um couple of little notes here uh they wanted to get away from the destroy all gods mentality that they had in previous gods of war so kratos is more vulnerable which i think is really cool it's uh i mean i'm sure some people are gonna be like this isn't the power fantasy i signed up for but uh it's like logan yeah yeah no exactly this is very very logan-esque um after ascension it was hard to get the higher-ups to sign off on another god of war game uh they're pretty much done with the franchise which is interesting i i could see it very very kind of that's such an iconic thing for you know ps2 era like it's a very like Mm -hmm. ascension have multiplayer uh, yeah, yeah. You did right, yeah. like arena yeah. combat. Stuff. Yeah, I feel like it was okay. I think there was like a <laughs> bunch of Kratoses. I yeah, barely remember it. I don't really either, dude. but I feel like I it felt was all off right. of like I I love God of War two and three. Um, Me too. I adore those I games. Barely remember one, and I super I played the PSP games actually, but Ascension I totally didn't, yeah. it didn't even come mm-hmm. close well, to hooking me. I, like we, uh, neither. I didn't like it anywhere near as much. But I mean, yeah. we, I'm hoping we this is the reboot that automatically cool. gravitate towards trilogies, you know. And I yeah. think there's something also to true. be said for when they're like, "Ooh, four is here." Do we call it four or do we call it like, I don't know, Ascension or Andromeda or something? Right. Like, and that something- might not even be that we gravitate towards trilogies. It could be that it's easier to sell a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like it's easier to sell to investors. No, I mean, it's, like it's yeah. three like, of these games. Like the way, they just sell it that way. The way the human brain works, like threes are just, there's kind of this like, ooh, and then three yeah. is almost always by this default. This is a popular game. For me, this is kind of coming together in the same way um, the 20, what, 14 reboot of Tomb Raider. Was that 2014, 2013? 2013, yeah. 2013, yeah. yeah. Um, in that, it, like, it was this 
long-standing, much-beloved classic video game franchise that kind of lost its way after a while, that needed someone to pull back, reboot, restart, and come at from a different angle. Um, and that really worked, and I think the same's going to happen here. Yeah, and I really yeah. like I, I like this feeling of like a, a little bit of what The Force Awakens did, or um, I, I don't know, just taking taking something and rebooting it without wiping its history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like this yeah. isn't pretending the other games didn't happen. It just set long after them and he's learned from them. And I, I think there's like, there's value in that of like wiping the slate clean, but not deleting it. You know, I, I, none of us have played it yet. And my thing that I care the most about really is that I want that hack and slash combat to feel very satisfying. Right. Yeah. None of us have been able to play it at any point. Like yeah. no one in the office has played it. And I, that I care about that being the same as the old games because that's what I ended up loving them for. I agree. And I just, yeah, I hope that there's a, pre- there is a preview event sometime soon. I think I hope so. so yeah. yeah. God, I hope so. I mean, it's like, I, I think you nailed it that if there isn't, they better hurry up because yeah. like it's yeah. clearly not happening in, like if we get into february territory and we still haven't heard anything played or played this like it's probably not coming out in early 2018 yeah, yeah. but we'll see um but yeah i like that uh yeah cory barlog who they talked to in the interview uh wanted the new direction of god award to reach way more people and go into uncharted and assassin's creed levels and to grow the franchise so possible future in egyptian or mayan settings which i think is fascinating mm-hmm. yeah uh, i like the idea there's something that maybe always- even like a bad film yeah, yeah who knows we could get a, a nice bad film about, about <laughs> Kratos. You, know you made it um but no i mean i like the i love i like that sort of that that theme that you get with uh with assassin's creed specifically and i think it's something that that unfortunately bioshock really missed the boat on the fact that we get columbia and rapture that's it yeah you know? like the fact that it was like the, you're like oh this is a crazy reinvention of this time period and like assassin's creed is really good about that they jump around all over the all over the course of history and I think well it's also the the title of that franchise is so open-ended it's not like super mario it's like well mm-hmm. it's got a star super mario yep like a god of war could be anything yep anyone yeah. you yeah. know and man woman child anything um creature mm-hmm. like sure i want one that stars jesus Wow, that he was could, a god of was, war. He didn't really do a lot of killing, though. God he, of peace. He, he moved that rock. He can still be in the game. He just makes some. It makes could just be called God. god. Turns water into wine, and you know, like multiplies some fish. God or of God. Um, all right. Anyway, before we get any more Son blasphemous, of god. why did I not? That? <laughs> Son of God of War. We're getting there. We're getting there. Son of God of really, War. We're drilling down, getting there. Um, Son of God. No, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm really optimistic about this. I think they're the the, the Tomb Raider comparison is really key because it's it's. Thanks. It's not the uh, no. I mean, it's 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 not the. Uh, you think of a reboot or like as like a shiny new coat of paint, but I think more often than not, the thing that works better is to strip away stuff and really yeah. go kind of bare bones and like let this let this thing be kind of almost like fast forwarded so it feels more dilapidated and broken down. Yeah, and something that can be rebuilt. I don't think you need to like burn down your house. You can like just get some new furniture and like repaint the walls every now yeah. and then, you know just kind of move some stuff around and go like oh yeah. But I mean, I can live here. You now. know, look at it it's like the opposite of like the 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 DMC reboot where it was like oh hey what if what if Dante was like this hip edgy version and mm-hmm. it's like no what if like what if you gave like an what if you gave, like, I thought an old that version, DMC you know? Dante was hot I'm sorry that's fine that's okay that was a pot where he was naked and that was pizza in front of his drum it's literally the beginning all for it so I'm right there with you a but a lot of, of people didn't like him they wanted that big Vash the Stampede coat to come big back big old white boy come they like that they like the anime stuff better anyway I like emo Dante I'm with you all right. Well, okay. I like both. Cool it, guys. I like pizza. Pizza's great. All right. Pizza. Um, Sony announced that we can expect 130 new PlayStation VR games this year. There are 150 titles out now, and they are aiming to almost double that by the end of 2018 if everything goes according to plan. Uh, this is from a. This is an interview that. Um, God, I think uh, Silicon Era translated. I think it was with a Japanese publication, but this is mostly speaking in terms of uh, you know Japanese sales numbers. But uh, Sony also notes that PSVR is home to more than just games, citing a forthcoming planetarium application Ooh. and the ability to watch movies in a 360 degree space. Its inclusion in this news seems like a pretty indica- pretty sure indication that we can see more non game content headed to the PSVR. I mean, as and well. I, I said it, I said this at the beginning, but again, like we're recording this. So uh, to, for context, for when people are listening to this, we're recording this right after they just announced the vive pro and right before sony's press conference so there's a very good chance i think we could see psvr 2 tonight or we could hear some major update for it i would um, love a new iteration so of controllers god only knows what has happened by the time you're listening to this but <laughs> yes. i do think sony is not giving up i i, I think 
the numbers for it haven't like set the world on fire as compared to the PS4 or anything, but they, you know, it's doing well enough. And I think there's obviously developer units out there. Can we, can we power through a quick wish list for PSVR two? I'll start move controllers. That was a good one. Uh, I want wireless completely. Yeah. Like just well, get rid of five that. did yeah. that today. Yeah. So we know Which is awesome. Possible. Yeah. And I want, I want like headphones that kind of just like pop in and pop out. Um, Oculus, Oculus doesn't do a great job. I of like them. them actually. I like them. They're, a lot. they're not great quality, but they're that comfortable. Um, cause I hate, I feel like when you have to plug in your own headphones and just, mm-hmm. it's tank, so it's, nice to be able to lift yeah. one up on one yep. ear and then just pull it back down. So exactly. I think the problem with, you've got this, we've, we've seen earbuds, which are, you got to really shove them in there and they're kind of sticky and maybe they're like a long, long tangly cord. And then we've seen these like, you know, the kind of old school, like Walkman style mm-hmm. headphones and maybe make some that are just like full on, like good old cans that you can yeah. like cover up your ears with. Cause, uh, yeah, I, I cannot stand the Oculus earphones cause I just feel like there's too much noise kind of leaking yeah. in. Cause yeah. Peppers yeah. is barking when the EPF guy comes. Exactly. Yeah. It sucks. It's terrifying. <laughs> they're um, married. Those two. The, uh, but the, I think the concept <laughs> is fighting. more convenient than having a headset that you can't see that you have to put on, you know, yeah. like it yeah. comes yeah. with it and you can like move it. I, I feel like that in theory is a better beginning than using your own headset. Yeah. Fl- just cause you can put your hands up. Just imagine doing something something in pitch black because that's effectively what you're doing and flip them down but i always have like i'll plug my iphone headphones into my Mm -hmm. psvr and i'm just like and then immediately rip them out with your spare hand yeah Yeah. and i'm like dangling around i'm looking for them and stuff like that have you have you have you looked closely at the new model and how that how that works no so basically what happens is they move the headphone jack from that little dongle in the in the 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 wire and it now plugs into like the the back of your head the base of your skull the base of your skull (laughs) like the like the matrix with neo sweet project morpheus you get a chip Um, put in the back no it's got uh it's sense sensitive to your brain. Like, awesome. Okay. Okay. That's. I'm, I saw that black mirror. Calm down. All right. So I'm no, dressed like him today. The earbuds. <laughs> earbuds hang down like just they're they're right by your ears and they're like they kind of clip on there. So if you'd have to really work to unplug it by accident, which is really nice, and they actually have like these weird little like little like kind of belly buttons on the side of the, the headset that you can like plug the earbuds into if you want them out of the way. Um, but they're pretty much. They're not hardwired in, but you basically. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they did that. What, what fucking six months after I bought mine? Yeah, <laughs> well, that's cool. no, exactly. Mine doesn't I mean, have belly buttons. I think they'd be in a weird spot to be like, "Hey, here's like a completely brand new version of this thing." That's like, it's like we just we just ship two different iterations to be like, "Hey, it's the PSVR version two. Yep. Like, yeah, flat out would be kind of annoying. Uh, no, I agree, and I like I I'm I don't actually think that's going to happen, but I do. It's possible. Like they're. I think they're in a spot where they have to prove to people, especially when with Vive Pro, which seems to be what everyone has wanted mm-hmm. from VR. It's clearly the leader in terms of the tech. Like they have to prove why you should spend money on. Well, they got to up the resolution. Yeah, for certain. Like, yeah. Gotta, especially yeah. now that Vive is essentially 4K. It's like just under 4K. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, I mean they're pretty good with like latency and, and weight and stuff. I think that the headphones are one thing, but the wires are another. Like that's that's. Huge. I still yeah. think PSVR is the most comfortable. Oh yeah, I oh, personally yeah. have yeah. Oculus, so I play Oculus most. I like Vive the most, but um, I think like even then putting PSVR on like the way that it's cushioned, mm-hmm. it's perfect for people who have mm-hmm. glasses. Like I feel like it's both accessible and you know the selling point obviously being on. PS4, but even then they don't have that many exclusives compared right. to Oculus. So. Right. Yeah. And yeah, they also just need to make apps. it, like, Vive is still so complicated, like, even the new version. Well, that's like, why I don't have one. You, like, the towers and everything yeah. make it so complicated that, like, PSVR can win by being simple, by yeah. being easy to understand. Uh, back okay. to, it, back it would to be great what, if we could have a second camera. Yeah, it's I agree. Like you For can sure. use more with Oculus also. Yep. It's yeah. optional. Yeah, there um, is. You do sort of feel like um, it's this is no one's really going to understand this, but we have like a very tiny green screen here at IGN. And if you move your hand anywhere outside of it, when you're shooting on it, it just gets clipped out. And that's what it feels like playing PSVR games. You are just kind of in this weird bounding box and it breaks the immersion. Like when you're playing something like job simulator and you reach for like a hot dog or a frying pan and your hand just goes like, yeah, yeah, like that. It starts getting jittery. Uh, but back to like sort of the idea of non gaming stuff, there's a couple applications on the store now, but a lot of them feel like sort of like drag and drop mobile ports from like you know weird like uh, sort of like google glasses or whatever just kind of like yeah oh, low they, res they are yeah they're they are right uh, i talked about one on the show very vr which was like this really stupid like jungle animal like safari simulator thing where you just get to see like an elephant pee and it was yeah. pretty terrible <laughs> well, i mean so they talk about this like it's a new thing but like the hulu app has a vr mode yep. and the youtube app has a, has a vr mode you can go in like you can go explore the ign office in playstation vr just go to youtube like on the app and pull it up um mm-hmm. I don't know, I think that's really cool. I don't know what else you could do with that. Like, it'd be cool to see a Google Earth on on PlayStation VR that you could do all like the Street View stuff. Just generally yeah. more educational stuff. Like, I think the yeah. planetarium is yeah. really cool. I think the movies thing is not cool. Like, I've watched movies in VR before, 
it basically puts you just in a VR cinema mm-hmm. and then plays a movie on a screen. Yeah. So it looks like it's a lot larger than it is. It feels like you're looking at a huge screen, but I, I don't feel like that. It's not there w- without the resolution. It doesn't really, yeah. doesn't really yeah. count. Yep. That makes a ton of sense if you've got like, maybe if you're in like a dorm room, you know, and you want to feel yeah. like you have a bigger TV yeah. than you do. Uh, I like the idea of that for portable stuff. Like we've seen like Google Cardboard and, and like the kind of the more like the phone based VR stuff. Like to get on an airplane and be like, I want to pretend I'm in a living room instead of in a screaming metal tube going yeah, to the totally. sky. Uh, I don't know. That's cool though. Um, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm just really happy to hear we're getting continued support for PlayStation VR. It's a it's a fun device. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. leaning into it. I mean, I I don't feel like this is going to be a Vita situation where it slowly vanishes. Like I expect this to be on stage D three. I expect this to be on stage in Paris. Like I I think they are doubling down on it, which I'm happy about. Like I don't want. I think Sony has a bad history of of leaning into these peripherals and then they don't do well or, or just any kind of extra device and then scared, they just move yeah. on. Yeah. And so it, it's good to see them being like, you know what? Like this first year was good enough. Let's see what the second year looks like. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in other big news, we just put up a five minute video on IGN of metal gear survive single player trailer, bunch of stuff going on there. Um, oh boy. Uh, this game looks fine. This game looks totally I fine. Agree. It looks and fine. Everyone's gonna tear it apart. Yeah, it looks. It looks oh, the comments are, are brutal. Yeah, yeah. it's got a it just a. And for the record, just if you're watching this video and you feel just enraged at the thought of Metal Gear Survive, don't don't downvote this video or don't leave a mean comment on this video because nobody at Konami is reading our comments. They don't care. That being said, <laughs> uh, yeah, this. I mean, this is. It doesn't look brilliant. It looks like. It looks like Resident Evil or Dying well, Light. Well, that's the thing that, in, that gripes yeah. me the most is why call it Metal Gear at all? Um, and I get that oh, that's because it's easier to sell. <laughs> yeah, yeah I find that beyond. annoying. It's like, <laughs> yeah. don't do not do that. Just give it a different name entirely. Mm-hmm. And yeah. especially Survive is just like, it's, I don't know. It it it, it looks like Dead Rising crossed with Left 4 Dead crossed with Fortnite, mm-hmm. uh, which in itself is confusing. But they, I just wish they had it rebranded it entirely. Yeah, I... If I, I if I go into this thinking about it as like a fan game, you know, like a fan made mod, basically, I feel better about it. <laughs> what gets tricky is hearing all the stories about Konami mistreating their employees and mistreating Kojima and cutting off like healthcare and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All that is gross. Uh, that said, I don't know the state of the company and things like that in 2018. Uh, the gameplay of Metal Gear Solid Five is some of the best of the last decade. So if I get to experience that again in even the smallest way I'm down. I don't want to give them a free pass on on anything, but I also don't want to just hate it on principle. So I'm interested in this one. I can't just say to myself, like I'm not going to boycott this just without playing it, you know? Yeah. um, But there's a lot to unpack here. I'm not excited for it at all, but uh, we did hear a rumor and I always want to like say, if it's a rumor that, you know, we didn't report on it. It's no necessary validity, but we did hear that uh, it was Kojima's idea originally that he was part of that original pitch. Yeah. And, uh, like I wonder how different it would have been if he had have actually seen the project through. Like there's no way of knowing, but yeah. or if it was just DLC for, or if it was DLC, yeah. Yeah. it's weird because Which is what my guess was that leave, it was a multiplayer mode. He didn't leave on good terms, right? But like yeah. you look at um, like most people, like I'm, you know, Max and I are huge Star Wars fans. Like BB-8 is an old Ralph McQuarrie drawing from 40 years ago, and like they took one of his old scraps and they made a beloved droid out of it. And there's yeah. thousands of action figures out there. And like a lot of the ideas for the last Jedi were sort of originated by George Lucas. And sometimes a creator starts something, leaves some ideas back behind disappears. Uh, yeah. They and, used X-Wing pilot footage yeah, in Rogue One. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, and that's, that's cool. That, that's cool when that happens. I think the difference is that like, you know, uh, this is George a cash Lucas grab. Yeah, yeah. George Lucas it's, didn't quit cause he was pissed off with the company. Uh, yeah. I think Kennedy didn't cut off mm-hmm. healthcare for his employees. Yeah. No, I mean the guy who's, who, who's, uh, either what creative directing or producing this or whatever has worked on a ton of other metal gear games. And it's not like it's, they brought in some stranger out of nowhere to come in right attached to it. But, uh, I mean, y- you look at what makes a metal gear game and they've been all over the place. We've gotten like metal gear acid. We've gotten, uh, revengeance. Like they've, it's it's not the first time they've done sort of a strange cash grab like portable ops had uh you know bits and pieces i mean i, guess I love revengeance touch. though actually exactly i was yeah. a big fan of revengeance but well, and, that, and that's the weird thing is that i don't i mean this is like one of those situations we keep finding ourselves in where everyone was so mad at battlefront and then battlefront was like number two on mpd mm-hmm. behind only call of duty so it yeah, just let's see, see if like if you're leaving down votes and you're angry about this don't buy it but like i, I think my 
guess is that this is still going to sell super well and Konami's still going to keep putting the Metal Gear name onto yeah, things. There's some weird stuff in here, though, that, you know, it's kind of teasing with the trailer. It's also odd just to be like, you know, if they were going to be going ahead with this anyway, why not just use Snake? Like, why not just leave him in there if you're going to get yeah. Stranger that get a new design or whatever? We got these weird, like, strange, like, fake, like, mother Where's soldiers. Where's Greg and Colin? <laughs> yeah, exa- pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Again, um, like, I'm curious about how this works. Like, this is the part that looks like Fortnite to me. Yeah. Um, we're watching on the video right now. Mm-hmm. It's the audio version. Um, the, the character basically just created something and then spawned a fence to block off zombies. Yeah. I, I, I'm not excited for this game, but I am interested in how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Like I am interested in the concept. Um, mm-hmm. I kept hoping that it would be something like left for dead. Yeah. Because we haven't had one of like that. He just, that's he just tripped up all the zombies like, I mean, and now they're I, falling off a ledge. I played it at E3 and it felt very left for deadish, uh, with a bit of like tower defense kind of, uh, you know, Fortnite stuff in it too. Yeah. Um, at the end of the, the trailer they put up, there's a ton of stuff showing off base building and, Based on the Phantom Pain and how many kind of weird little like back end microtransactions there were in there, like you could buy like mother base coins, uh, which would speed up the development of stuff for your right. part of the game. Part of, like the back end of that game had a lot of very like free to play ish kind of uh, elements to it, in spite of being like a full paid game. And it was pretty much like, yeah, pay to speed things up. And this seems like there could be a lot in this game that uses that as well. Yeah, I think my my big thing that I'm really hoping for in this game is that uh, artistically it gets weird. That's what really struck me as amazing in five was that as serious as tonally bleak as mm-hmm. so much was happening in that game, you know, Kojima's a fan of La La Land and David mm-hmm. Bowie and things got weird and you could make a purple helicopter and horse armor and, you know, funny dogs yeah. and stuff like that. And I mean, I had a big pink mother base and my like my logo just said old woman and had like a picture of a horse on it. it was yeah, like I, very, made a, I made a horse logo. It yeah. was awesome. It was very, you know? very weird. And like so this, I hope this game lets you do stuff like yeah. that. I hope it lets you, you know, not just like – don't just do the leftover stuff that, that Kojima established. Like, it does look a little weirdness. generic based on yes. this. I don't yeah. think it looks remarkably unique. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I understand why the community is mad, but I am interested I'm, – I'm trying to separate myself from that and interested to see what the game ends up being. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. I'm I'm excited to see it. I, like, I don't know. Just, just from a strictly like – the, the kind of gaming industry as a landscape. I'm interested to see what happens when this game comes out. Well, yep. we have and after, yeah. I've, yeah. Review, I've like, said this no. before on the show, but like you have three options with a franchise like this: either you retire it forever, it becomes pachinko machines, or stuff like this happens. Mm-hmm. And like you have to decide as a gamer, like what, which version of that you want well, to see. You I, know? I think, I, I think anyone who expected like Metal Gear Solid Six or something to come now, like of course they were going to do something like this mm-hmm. first, right? Because it's like obviously built on existing tech, yeah. And so I think the like I don't necessarily think this is the test for the franchise. It'll be whatever the next core installment is, because I'm sure they're talking about one. Like yeah. someone somewhere in some Konami offices, well, is brainstorming there, what that game is. That's my question. Then, like, is there a Force Awakens opportunity for this franchise ever, or is like is the the water too muddy on this one? Like, I think it's just like it's it, so it's such an uphill battle. Like, yeah. I, I don't yeah. think it's impossible. Possible, maybe, but it, like I'm also, it's hard not having visibility on how many people are left because I think it's like it's really easy to be like, oh, like everyone left and is now a Kajim Productions, but like that's probably not true. Like yeah. there are probably hundreds of people who worked on Metal Gear games still working on Survive or still working on whatever. And I feel I feel bad this. for those people who were just kind of in the trenches at Konami and they're like, this is my job, I am doing it. And I make sheep. Yeah, much, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just want to make the sheep. Um, I do not know why I talk like this. Anyway, I live in that, Japan. That's, and I make sheep. That's coming out. Hello. Like, in, in, in I just what? want to make a sheep. Right, balloon that, calm, calm down over there it's enough we're good we're having a good time talking. sorry i'm just you. trying to shepherd this conversation nice yeah very good oh you i thought it was um <laughs> monster job, hunter world I like is getting i thought it was sheer brilliance good lord uh <laughs> monster hunter world is getting another beta we keep complaining about not getting to play the beta the final beta will be on let's see ps4 beta uh 6 p.m pacific time 9 p.m eastern on january 18th i mean i hate being i i hate nitpicking calling something a beta but when we were doing a beta 10 days before the game comes out and it's not a beta (laughs) i'm absolutely not going to play this beta because i know that i want to play this game so why would i not just wait to play the full experience oh yeah don't you like wipe your progress and stuff too they have with previous betas so if that happens again i'm not doing it right i'm just gonna wait till the game comes out i know i want it if they left it Mm -hmm. to be or if they just called it a demo like just call it a demo hey it's a demo i don't think people know what that word means anymore yeah like they playstation magazines and other video games you should have like demo discs yeah yeah that's how 
they first played Age of Empires. Yeah. That's what the demo did. Bioshock. Bioshock. Cereal. <laughs> a beta either means it means it either means a demo or it's a period of testing or it means you're a, a very a very girly man. Yes, yeah. not Marty. Not, <laughs> not masculine enough. You're. A, I mean, you're a I think it's like them prepping servers for launch, yeah. uh, probably. Yeah. But of course, the beta is great for people testing. who like aren't, they're demoing it. They're, they're demoing <laughs> the servers. It's great for people who haven't decided if they want to play on uh, or play Monster Hunter. Sorry, like for anyone who's undecided, you can play this for free, and that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I believe this one's only on PS4 as well, which is interesting. Um, yeah. Good place so to it's demo good that game. You to literally demo the game. <laughs> yes, uh, otherwise it's going to be a pretty full experience, I imagine. Yep. Uh, now, finally, uh, real quick, uh, here are a bunch of games that are coming out this week. Uh, real quick, shout out to Ryan Clements, who uh, used to be at IGN, and now he updates the the drop, the blog on the PSN. I miss and, him. Uh, what if you uh, what if you put some videos in there, huh? That was your shout out. What You're if gonna you, neg the what man? If you, what if you embedded some videos? So I don't have to search far and wide to find old weird YouTube. Let's play as these games. Hey, anyway, Ryan, I think you're doing great. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing just, a great I'm just job. You're, you're a very lovely man. Um, what if we replace Max with a video? I'd be oh, fine. I'd, I could go take a nap. Uh, <laughs> Count Lucanor is coming out. This is a pixel art adventure game. It's also on, I think, Xbox One and, and Switch and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, it looks kind of very kind of like low, you know, low low pixel art, little adventure stuff. Looks Zelda esque. Uh, I'm into that. Energy Invasion. I've That's seen coming gameplay out. of this game and it does not look very good. No PS4 and Vita. It's got a uh, very uh, very uh, eye catching uh, key art of a big sexy anime lady. Also in the background, there's in the actual gameplay. Is she in the actual gameplay? I the whole time, the whole it's yes. kind of like a brick out twin stick shooter thing. It looks like if Geometry Wars got like, <laughs> hey, what about angry me? Drunk. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's maybe like the re- game has a tattoo. Like, re- review. <laughs> like they just like have it's just, it's just so, <laughs> everyone. I know you wanted to break your brick. We lost the me. bet. To the it's guy like if it. she was like a desktop background, okay, but she's breathing constantly, so it's just like a weird like woman writhing. So in like, the a, like a like a bonsai buddy dynamic <laughs> dynamic theme for your PS4. Yeah, kind of. That's okay. a woman. Uh, this is also a game called Happy Drummer. Uh, this is weird because this is uh, this exists as a as a Vive VR game. Uh, it has a VR component. It looks much better in VR. Maybe we'll get a PSVR version of this. But in the meantime, it's a rhythm game about drumming. If that sounds interesting to you, great. I have a Christmas carol you're going to love. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Little Red Lies, a game coming to PS4 and Vita, which is a narrative-focused interactive fiction experience that reduces the traditional nine-verb adventure game structure down to a single context-dependent interaction. What's a red lie? lie? Is that a type of... Uh, I don't know what any of that description means, but this game has an 8 out of 10 on Steam, and the art style yeah, is very interesting. That, I think that description sounds awesome. Because yep. you've ever heard of like a white lie? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. yeah Red lie is one where someone dies. Oh, yeah. that's a that's, I made that up. I would no, okay. seems right. I, both of those things feel yeah. like just real hard real lies. I think lies. it's actually a play on little red riding hood and little yeah. white lie. Yeah. I don't okay. maybe and pretty little liars. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Definitely pretty little liars yeah. and then Nicole yeah. Kidman. Yeah. 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 I mean it's redundant yeah. though cuz little red riding hood lied to that wolf so she could kill him, right? Didn't yeah. she? Or no, the wolf there you lied. Go, to red her. lie. Who, yes. who lied? In All right. uh, both? It's been a while. Okay. They, they Really, everyone lies to each other in that story. Doesn't she uh, eat? The wolf eats them all, yes, right? Yes, that's what happens in the fairy eats tale. the mall? But or? not her, right? <laughs> the entire the mall. All right. So anyway, real quick, as we burn through these games and just get them out of the way, uh, Planet Base is a game coming out. It's a strategy game. Uh, it already exists. On, a lot of these games already exist on Steam, so if you're curious, look them up. Uh, strategy game about making little you know uh, potato farms, have Matt Damon go to the bathroom on them or whatever. I, I, I watched like a very short video of that it looks cute uh, and there's plox neon which is like it looks like if you remember jez ball i don't know if anyone no. remembers <laughs> no. jez ball no do you remember jez ball no do you Anybody remember a game here? you made up jez ball great jez. game hey maybe did you, you create that times, I did, did you I, write jez ball in I, that and I it was I like wish. a game you and your friends played as a kid that you made up don't you're just hoping everyone would know hey, hey, uh, what was that game all about no it's that it was one of those me games. and my friends are going to play jez ball in the woods <laughs> see you tomorrow <laughs> Uh, no, it's a game where there's like a little bouncing ball that goes like, you know, diagonally across the screen. And you're, the idea is to try to like isolate it by like cutting off parts of the area it's bouncing around in. Like that game. Oh, Quicks? I know what you're referring to. Maybe Quicks. I don't know. Yeah. I call Quicks. it Jez Ball. Yeah, because you're an idiot. Yeah, I think it's Jez Ball. Pretty <laughs> sure it's Jez Ball. If you remember, no, it's not. If you remember Jez Ball, sound off in That's the comments not a below. Thing. Oh, you're thinking about Jezebel, the site? No, it's Jezebel. Jezebel. You know what I'm thinking of? I think that Bully has a mini game that is a similar principle to that. Probably. Okay. That you have yeah. to like cut things to get a to shape yeah. a bubble. I'm sure Max got bullied like for playing Jez Ball. <laughs> I got bullied for a number of reasons, Brian, and now I work Jizz with Ball you. Jizz Ball was not one of them. Uh, anyway, finally, <laughs> real quick, Sword of Fortress, the Ana Museum. Great month for games. Uh, this one, uh, <laughs> I... Just this week. I was really curious what this is. It's got this not great image for it, and it says, it says at the bottom, it's a Gilson B. Pontes game, and I Googled it. I found nothing, 
nothing about this game on the internet. Who's this man? I'm going to uh, be honest. It's very like the, the letters are making me think of my boyfriend's name, which is Blaine yeah. Gibson. It's yeah. Gilson B. Pontes. And I was like, what are you, you citing as a game developer? <laughs> you might, might need to send you a text message. You might I be sneaking out some secret games like Sword this of is Fortress. This fancy like, it's a weird name. game. Who is Gilden B. Gilson B. Cheeseburger of Restaurant. It's supposed to be uh, just a, a it, it calls itself like a really big RPG or something. It probably won't be. Uh, the first thing I found when searching for it was a forum post. It's the second one down. It's on the PlayStation forums. And it says, do not buy this game. And people are claiming, I couldn't find any actual connection here, but they're claiming this is the same developers as the game's uh, Soul Brain, Night of Darkness, and Spear of Destiny, which are two of the worst games to ever hit PSN. Well, you clearly didn't play Bubsy. Well, uh, yeah. A whole Solid night point. of darkness? Uh, That's crazy. So Spear of Destiny actually got in trouble for stealing a bunch of stuff from other games. Oh, no. Like it had like a shield like from Skyrim. Yeah. Oh, hey, uh, shield from Blaine, Skyrim. you're not a very good game yeah. developer. Uh, more like, like, like Tell like, your boyfriend to stop ripping off the, the Skyrim. <laughs> and, uh, it, was, it was like the music from Ori and the Blind Forest. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, this, that came out like 2016. <laughs> and it's just like a really, just like, it's just got, it's a god awful looking, it looks like a student game, like made by... Well, like bootleggers, much like I never want to make developers feel too bad. (laughs) I just thank you for making video games and for releasing them. So anyway, again, that was according to one forum user who could be a jilted ex lover. Yeah, uh, who's outraged at Gilson B. Pontes for making exciting new RPGs. But Damn if you're it, interested <laughs> about Sword of Fortress, the Anamusum, I don't even know what the Anamu... It looks like Anamusha Museum. Kind of. yeah. a oh, word. yeah, but it's you can talk word. about Ball all you want. Don't make fun of the Anamuseum. Yeah, we may, why? <laughs> you made up a word. They're allowed to make up a word. Uh, so check out my game, oh, Ball, available for Windows 3.1 and higher. It's um, Night of Darkness with a K. I thought he just meant like nighttime. I was like, you're literally describing <laughs> <laughs> the night. The word Day darkness, of sunshine. The word reckoning. darkness has been ruined for me since Justice League because I can't. Mm. I always just hear uh, Lois Lane, the the thing that she writes, and she starts with darkness. <laughs> it's not the absence of light, <laughs> and it's just truly terrible. Isn't it though? Uh, isn't it like? Uh, yes, it literally is. All right, yeah. yeah. This segment was Gilson be pointless. Dedicated reporter oh Lois Lane. All right. Well, uh, that concludes our cool double-sided uh, document of all the things oh, wait, we're going to no, talk about. Yeah, we're going to come back. Uh, if you'd like to tune in for us talking about Rapid Fire, answering all your weird oh, questions about oh. Toaster Strudels and John Carter of Mars, head over to our YouTube channel. Mm. It's youtube.com slash IGN Beyond. Please go like, subscribe, and share, and befriend, and entrap, or whatever you do with the YouTube channel. Don't, uh, don't entrap. Please entrap the YouTube channel. Catch it in your big net if you can. Uh, you can follow us all on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Mm. Brian is Agent Bizzle. Andrew is Garfep. Woo! What a word. And Alana is Charlanazard. Garfep um, was the tough one. Yeah. 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 Garfep. Charlanazard. Yours has your name in it. it Charlanazard. I like how sometimes I'll be like, here's how you spell Marty's name. I don't, but I'll like, Charlanazard, you're on your own. Figure it out. <laughs> um, thank you all for watching. And uh, yeah, head over to the, the Podcast Beyond Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash group slash Podcast Beyond. And go make a friend in there today. Beyond. 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 Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.